wonderful show. We are glad you're with us on this fine Monday, deciphering the NFL draft and the Green Bay Packers' place in it. We are glad to have you. If you want to find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Ben at Ben Z Kenny over on Twitter. You can follow him there. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram as well, Uh, simply The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michael Show. Same thing over on Facebook, too, if you want to watch us live over there. Um, you can subscribe for free if you want to watch the show each and every day on YouTube and on Twitch TV when I'm here, uh, which is more often than not, but I have not been here as of late over the last couple of weeks. But uh, I don't have anything really planned to go anywhere until mid-July now, Ben. So you get a reprieve. I was just looking at the schedule. I have some cigar dinners and such, so I'm going to be on the road. But you get a bit of a reprieve. Do I get I the reprieve? Do the or do the people get the reprieve? Well, you get the reprieve. I'm sure, sure there's a lot of people out there that don't give two dams about me. Uh, I enjoyed Friday. They're, they're, Friday they're was fun. Waiting, they're waiting for the Ben Kenny show. You know, so. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be traveling, but I'm, it's not that I'm not going to be doing the show. So I'm going to be uh, pretty much on. Might be one day or so, but uh, for the most part, it'll be uh, all the way through the mid portion of July is the next time I'm really on a vacation. So, so I'm back for a while. They can also follow us on YouTube. They can follow us on Twitch TV, simply Bill Michaels Show. You can email the program, the, T-H-E, Bill Michaels at uh, gmail.com. Uh, also track us down on the website, thebillmichaels.com. And if you want to listen to the program, I had a lot of people. Uh, I don't. We, we say it every show. And people always email me, how can I listen? I keep telling you, if you want to listen to the program or listen to our programming, you can de- live, you can download the app, which is on WOZN. It's the Zone Madison. Just go to your phone, go to a pad, go to your laptop, whatever. You can just simply either go to thebillmichaels.com or you can just download the app, which is the Zone Madison or W-O-Z-N, you can look it up, and it just you, you search it in your Play Store, whatever it happens to be, and it pops right up. Just download it, and you can track us down that way. Uh, you can also uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcast after the fact. So plenty of ways to get a hold of us. I had on Friday, mm, I don't know, 10, 15 people. Uh, the email started coming in, you know, how do we get a hold of you, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, that being said, uh, that's the way you find us. Download that app. Plus, a lot of people tend to kind of try to track us down after the Brewers games, the early day games for the Brewers get underway. And, oh, my God, where can I find you? That's how. Find us over on the zone, WOZN. Um, the, uh, this is from Matthews. Good morning. Uh, welcome back. Uh, ben under- underestimates himself. Did a good job on Friday and didn't troll one single person. Are you known for trolling people or is that more me? Huh. I'm trying to Probably think about my. I, I I'm known to troll. I, I think it happens more in the college realm. I I troll people all the time. So, Rick says you did a good job. Um, JJ says Van S is more of a four three guy, but hopefully he adjusts quickly. Yeah, but see, here's the thing: they don't run a true four three or three four for that matter. They just don't. Usually they're in nickel, which means there's two down linemen at best. And then stand-up edge rushers and either one or two linebackers. But for the most part, they run nickel most of the time. I think it was – what did they – what it was What was the percentage um, that they had stated? It was uh, 
I think it was like 70% of the time they were in nickel or something like that. It was some outrageous number that's, that they were in nickel most of the time. They were not in a, a true base defense. So, I, you know, and again, you've got to the, the master of destruction, which is Joe Barry running this thing. <laughs> I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But, uh, but, yeah, Joe Barry doesn't run base defenses, you know. Uh, John says, no O-line picks. Kind of surprised me a little bit, but they have a good group and maybe wanted to, the continuity for Jordan Love up front. If there's not a tackle there, which would, would have been the only area I would have gone, if there's not a tackle there, then you don't pick one just to pick one. I, I, they, they filled the other needs on this team, but you don't grab a tackle just to grab a tackle, just to say you did. So I appreciate that. Uh, I thought that they might get one because you don't think that Bakhtiari is going to be back next year after this season unless, you know, something else happens. But um, I, I wouldn't grab one just to grab one. And don't forget, in this upcoming offseason, they're going to have all kinds of cash once Rodgers and, and the, you know, the big $40 million come off the books. So and they don't have a lot of money right now as it is because uh, I'm getting people are asking about um, you know who the Packers are going to go out and get. They may find uh, a couple of contracts to extend and or restructure, but you would assume that they're not going to have um, a bevy of free agents that are going to be out there that they're going to be able to afford. Maybe one guy is a veteran for a wide receiver position, but that's going to be about the extent of it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Hey, coming up here in about 15 minutes, 10 minutes, really, Justin Causey, or Justin Casey, I should say, NFL scout for the 33rd team, so to speak. Uh, he is all set up with us. He's going to be joining us. He comes with our from our guys, the uh, 33rdteam.com. Uh, he works with our buddy Jimmy Shapiro uh, from uh, um, BetOnline.ag, who gives us all our betting odds. So uh, that group is out and about. So Justin's going to be joining us, and we'll get his breakdown of the Green Bay Packers and what they did, and some of the teams that won, some of the teams that did not win, at least a, a, you know according to the 33rd team, so to speak. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk with him coming up here in about 10 minutes. So stay tuned for that. Um, this is from Anthony. Anthony says, uh, hey, unit, the fact that they didn't get any big-time wide receivers, uh, does this bother you? They need somebody alongside Christian Watson. This team doesn't have a lot of talent as far as pass-catching ability. Well, um, okay, let's let's look at it this way. Uh, let's first and foremost start out with they know they didn't go out and get big-time wide receivers. You, and Jigba didn't fall to them. And, you know, some of the other guys around him, that the, the run on receivers – for the receivers that we coveted, we said that once Njigba went or one, one, once one of the other guys went, it was going to be like bang, 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 bang. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So you didn't get them. Uh, I do like the fact they, that they took Jaden Reed in the second round out of Michigan State. I don't know what he's going to develop into. Um, he, to me, he's more of a slot guy. Ben, do you agree? Would I think he he's more can play guy? all over the place. I saw him play outside and put up two game-winning touchdowns on Wisconsin last year. Well, who didn't? I don't know what he's going to be, though. 
He's the that pick was weird to me. And yeah. and that's the one player I'm not going to make a a long-term assumption on based on what I saw in school, but I thought I thought they would like Jalen Hyatt more, for instance, yeah. who went to New York. Uh Jalen Hyatt by the way rated higher than Reed did. Um for the most part, um, it was basically uh, Quentin Johnson out of TCU and Jigba out of Ohio State's uh, Flowers uh, out of Boston College, and then uh, Jordan Addison out of Southern Cal, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Uh, they went Josh Downs, uh, and then this is our lads, by the way. Uh, then it was uh, Rasheed Rice, Tyler Scott, Nathaniel Dell, Jonathan Malingo, um, and, and Jaden Reed was way down that list. He only rated a 7.47. Uh, he was a four-year starter. We all know that. He did come from this area out of Naperville. Uh, he was at Western Michigan for a season before he ended up going over to uh, Michigan State. But uh, he can make some big plays in, in big moments. Uh, you know, they say he, he can be a guy that can come across the middle, too, which the Packers don't genuinely have. They don't have this. Jalen Reed, to me, is when you look at his measurables, He's kind of the equivalent. Um, uh, he's kind of the equivalent of me. I, I want to say I, I, I want to equate him to a Donald Driver, but I don't because Driver ended up with such a high resume by the time he had left Green Bay, by the time he retired. But Reed is the guy. The one thing Donald Driver did so well over the middle was he could take a hit. Donald Driver was – he was like Gumby, man. I've seen him take some of the most vicious hits out there and get up, do the shimmy shake, drop the ball for the first down, and get back uh, into the huddle. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, this guy's dead. He's – you know, but he was a guy that could take a hit. Reed is a guy that can take a hit. He does create some cushion and some separation. Uh, he can do it quickly. He can do it quickly. When you, when you look at his height, he's only 5'10", though. So he's, he's – and he doesn't have a huge vertical. 5'10", uh, 191, but he's got a flat 4'4", flat 4'4", 40 speed. Um, the one he ran was a 4'3", The other one he ran was a 4'4", even, and another 4'4", even. I mean, he's got consistent get-up-and-go speed, but very quick off the uh, off the initial hit. So, and, and like I said, does create separation. Good with his hands. One of the things with Reed was that he had kind of that, I don't want to say Devontae, but Devontae was very good at separation. He wasn't like a big-time speed guy. But Devontae was just very crisp in what he did. He had he had a good move. So I like him in that sense. I don't know what he'll end up being, though. At 5'10", you're not – unless you're getting a ton of separation downfield, you're, you know, and you've got a 37-inch vertical, you're not – you're not – getting that big-time deep threat separation. That's going to be more Christian Watson, but this guy could possibly be over the middle with quickness on inside routes, outside routes, dig routes, back shoulder throws. That's more where he's going to excel. He's not going to be a big-time downfield burner because he doesn't have the height to do it. That's my opinion. I just, you know, from what I've seen. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Justin Casey is going to be joining us from the 33rdteam.com. He's going to join us. We'll talk a little NFL draft when we come back. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Fuel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc, right on Roebrook Lane behind the Exonia Bank. And they have a big new music venue that's about ready to open. Uh, it continues to grow each and every day as they continue to work on it, finalize it. Uh, they're open Tuesday through Sunday. They're open for lunch now as well, and their food is spectacular, not to mention all their craft brews that are out there. That's Steel Tank Brewing, a little small little micro brew right there in Oconomowoc, great place to go. And the best part about it is even better people. Check out our friends at Steel Tank Brewing, Roebrook Lane, Oconomowoc, right behind the Exo- excuse me, the Exonia Bank right off of 67. Always, always, always great time, good people. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's bring him in now. Our uh, our good friend uh, James um, um, <laughs> Justin Cause or Justin Casey. I'm looking at James Causey. Justin Casey now joining us from the 33rdteam.com. Good to have him on board. Justin, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, Bill. I apologize for the uh, craptastic introduction there, to be honest with you. I should never read emails when I'm getting ready to put you on the air with us. So, first and foremost, let's start with, uh, you know, who kind of won this draft in your eyes? There's a few NFL teams out there that many people are very, very high on. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are now the Philadelphia Bulldogs because they went heavy into Georgia. But give me some of the thoughts on some of the teams that really kind of won this draft. You know, obviously, if you don't want to hit on Philly, like I thought they were out, you know, they did an outstanding job. But if you want to skip to some other teams, like I thought the Giants um, really had an outstanding, especially with their first three picks. I mean, they got three guys that are, you know, starters and immediate impact um, play, you know, impact players at, you know, premium positions. You know, Deontay Banks is an outstanding press man corner with size and speed. Um, John Michael Schmitz is a plug and play. Um, center and then Jalen Hyatt you know we had a first round grade on him at the 33rd team and he's the most explosive player you know on tape in this draft and he brings an element of speed to their team that they they were they were sorely missing Um, and then the the Steelers I thought the Steelers had an outstanding draft as well I mean they got our number one tackle or one of our top five players on the board and Roger Jones tackle out of Georgia and then they get the Mm -hmm. legacy pick with uh, Joey Porter Jr. who I was with his dad um, with the Cardinals um, over a decade ago. And, uh, you know, he's another guy that's rare length, press corner, didn't have a ton of ball skills, but, you know, he's going to, you know, fit what they like to do. And Keanu Benton there from, you know, out of, out of your guys' state, Wisconsin, like excellent value in the, in the late, you know, the middle second round. Like he's a versatile player. He can play anywhere along the defensive line, um, pass rush. Um, he's got some wiggle. He's got strength. He plays, you know, plays a ton of snaps. You know, he's a ton of experience. Plays a lot of snaps. Doesn't need to come off the field. Um, and then Darnell Washington, you know, is like a sixth offensive lineman. They got the tight end out of Georgia that um, they can really, they might really be able to see what Najee Harris can do um, behind a better offensive line and some better run blocking. So those are two teams other than the Eagles that I thought did outstanding. Yeah, the Steelers seem to really love anybody that's an offensive player coming out of the state of Wisconsin. You just look at T.J. Watt and what he's been able to do there, right? Yeah, you got, they got Her, Herbig. You know, they're, they're, they like to pair the, all the brothers and the family affair they got going on there, too, you know, with <laughs> yes. Watts, Herbig. They got the, the Hayward brothers. I mean, they like they like their family affair there. So we get into the Green Bay Packers, and there were some needs, some things that uh, this Packers team had to get. They had to get tight ends. They had to get a plethora of wide receivers, some additional help up front for, uh, for, for Kenny Clark. So give me your thoughts on where the Packers landed, because they also took a quarterback, which was a little bit, I don't know if that was the right time to take that particular quarterback, and also they drafted a kicker. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to get me started on kickers. I'm never a big fan of taking kickers, but they gave him the sixth round. You're kind of like preventing yourself from having to fight in free agency, you know, undrafted free agency to get one. So 
and they got one who's a legacy, you know, legacy player there that's got a brother that's a, you know, solid kicker in the NFL um, with the Raiders. So, um, but like in terms of, you know, overall, I think it was, in my opinion, kind of a mixed bag. Like Lucas Van Ness, like the more I watched him, the more I liked him. You know, I'd be watching other players in the Big Ten and he kept popping on tape. Like there's, you know, there's really no secret about his game. Like he's length, speed, power, explosive straight line speed. There's not a lot of wiggle. Um, he's just going to, he's going to bring in, has the ability to really collapse the pocket, especially when he has a runway off the edge, which, you know, even with his size, he can play inside and out, but I thought he was best when he was on the edge and he had that runway to just kind of collapse pockets. He took, you know, Paris Johnson, who the Cardinals took number six overall, and, you know, he just drove him right back into C.J. Stroud multiple times. So, you know, I think he has a chance to be, you know, an excellent player for them. They uh, needed tight ends. Else? They got two of them. I, I, I want they, to talk about Musgrave and Tucker Craft, too, because both of those guys have to have hands, and they have to hit for this draft to be successful. You know, it's it's very unusual. You know, they finally move on from Aaron Rodgers and they attack, you know, attack pass catchers. And um, I actually like Tucker Craft a little bit more than Luke Musgrave, um, you know, coming out. Um, and we had him graded very similarly. We had, you know, second round grades on, on both those guys. You know, I wasn't as high on Luke as some others. I mean, his athleticism, you know, is off the charts. And you can see some of that on, you know, on tape. But, you know, he only had two career touchdowns. And, you know, he was injured for most of last year. Um, and you know, he's a willing blocker, but he's got to improve his strength and, you know, finish in that area. Um, Tucker Craft, um, you know, playing at a low level of competition, but, you know, he's got, he's got, he has some drops, so he'll go up and make plays. He can snatch. He's excellent run after catch. He's got to clean up his, you know, his technique, but he's the, you can kind of feel like the aggressiveness that he plays with, you know, on tape. So, I mean, I like that, you know, at least one of those guys is, is going to hit, um, and then uh, anyone else you wanted me to hit on there? Well, Jaden Reed, obviously the wide receiver out of Michigan State. Uh, you know, Wicks, uh, the <laughs> wide receiver out of Virginia. They needed, because their room going into this draft, they only had five receivers even on the roster. So they yeah, needed you know, wide receivers. They, I, they, they got three guys that are good prospects. You know, even Grant DuBose, who they took in the seventh round, I think has a chance to be a player as well. Jaden Reed, you know, he wasn't as high on our board maybe, but um, he's excellent run after the catch as, you know, excellent short area quickness and ability to separate um he had some drops in his career which is a bit of a concern um you know wicks very productive very productive player um like i said i mentioned to both two guys that i wanted to highlight that i really like are actually um, two seventh round picks that they took the two dbs that they took carrington valentine and anthony johnson i think have a real chance to be players and i think they're going to stick around i mean anthony johnson i mean he's a corner turned safety that will just knock you into next week um, he's a quick diagnosed um, player, has good speed, good size. Um, I really, really like him. And the fact that he's got corner experience, I think, is really going to be a help to him. You know, he has the man coverage ability. So those are two guys that I think are um, were outstanding value picks later in the draft. And Colby Wooden as well, I think, um, was a, is a good player. He's got versatility. He can play inside, outside. He's a good athlete. You know, he's not great, you know, in any area, but he's just a solid player. I think he'll be an excellent rotational backup player for them. Yeah, the Anthony Johnson pick out of Iowa State. I I like that, and like you said, he's versatile. He's got coverage capability, and that's the way they use these guys because yeah. they, they don't necessarily have a, a a dedicated safety anymore. It's they found that out last year with Darnell Savage. He was better with a guy in the slot than he was, say, either trying to you know stuff a run or coming off the edge. He was better with slot coverage, and they found that out. Now they obviously needed that 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 center fielder when they lost Adrian Amos. So they went out and, and and picked one up in free agency, but the 
way the versatility they use the secondary now, safeties that have coverage experience at maybe a slot receiver type of corner, they love those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, you know, when you get those guys in the slot, though, you want those guys to be good tacklers, it's going to be closer to the ball. And this guy is so quick to react and diagnose, and there is no hesitation in this game. I mean, he, I mean, like I said, unless there were some other issues with him, like that's tremendous value in the seventh round. So tell me a little bit more about uh, Sean Clifford, the quarterback out of Penn State. I, I was a little bit surprised they chose him in the fifth round and also taking a kicker. But like you had mentioned, uh, you know, you got a guy like Carlson who, who, you know, he's look, I'm not arguing with the percentages and what he kicked and people are bringing up all the numbers. And so I'm not arguing with that. I'm always surprised whenever you take a kicker and you draft him. Then again, you don't want to have to fight for him in free agency like you stated. But even late in the seventh round. I would maybe would have taken him at that point because I think he still would be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like you, you're never going to argue with me. You know, on you know on kicker, um, at least it was a sixth round taken. You know, because what you've seen with undrafted free agency in the last few years is some of these guys are getting you know significantly more money than sixth and seventh round picks are getting. So and you're not having to fight for them by by drafting them. So sometimes you know at positions where. You know, offensive tackles on the position where they're hard to find after the draft. You know, you're better off just taking them and locking them in um, when you can. And especially, I mean, when they had 13, they have 13 draft. I mean, they had a ton of draft picks. So, um, you know, using one there, I don't think is, you know, is necessarily an awful, awful choice. I, I don't like doing it when you're drafting one in the third or fourth round. You know, Sean Glifford, I didn't study him too much in depth. You know, the, he's a productive player. He's competitive. Um, you know, one thing you got to say is, I mean, the coaches rave about him there. I mean, he beat up, he beat out Will Levis. I don't know if that says more about him or Will Levis, but you know, he beat out Will <laughs> Levis um, for the position. So, um, you know, I do agree. It was probably a little bit higher than, than we would have had him, you know, selected him, but you know, they, they obviously, when you're at that position, like, you know, there's so much more than goes into it than just the, the physical traits. And, you know, there there may have been something there that they unearthed that gave them some confidence that they think he would be a good guy to be part of their, you know, part of their quarterback room and support Jordan Love. Justin, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. They can read your stuff, 33rdteam.com, and uh, we'll touch base again with you real soon, okay? Thank you very much. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks, Justin. Talk to you later. Justin Casey from the 33rdteam.com, the 33rdteam.com, and they uh, they give you great NFL insight and fantasy players, and it's for betters and such, an unmatched roster of NFL experience contributors over there, including executives, head coaches, former players, all that kind of stuff. Visit the 33rdteam.com, the 33rdteam.com, and catch their stuff there. Good stuff from them. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, we're going to talk with our guy from our lads coming up here in a little bit as well. So stick around. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's. Kemp's.com is where you can go if you're looking for a career to change careers. If you're a CDL driver, they're hiring. If you are a uh, production person, they're hiring. Uh, how about maybe you're a, a maintenance technician to, uh, you know, to help with some of the production level uh, operations that they have. They're hiring. Cooler employees, they're hiring. $23 an hour plus plus. All kinds of benefits that go along with it. That's our friends at Kemp's with, by the way, a new hiring on sign-on bonus. So check out our friends at Kemp's. Go to Kemp's.com, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, and then click on careers at the bottom of the page. They are interviewing people right now. So go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. 
Click on the word careers at the bottom of the page, fill it out, and uh, you're probably going to get a call. Get a call and say, hey, uh, what's happening? We'd like to bring you in, like to talk to you, that kind of thing. That is our friends at Kemp's.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Say hi to Chef Jerry Garcia out there and our uh, friends Joe and Ellen. It's uh, trivia night, wing night, good stuff going on tonight, smoking the water on Okachi. Otherwise, just terrific food and a good time out at Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus, in Hubertus. It's uh, both of them, owned by the same uh, couple, and they're great people, and you can't go wrong at either location. Smoke on the water in Okachi, wing night, trivia night, or go to Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus, in Hubertus, too. Fantastic places to go to. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Jeffrey says, if it all starts to go bad, you got to sit Jordan Love and then play the kid from Penn State. I don't think it's going to happen. If you want to lose games, that's a that's a smart strategy. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Just an FYI, they are going to give Jordan Love every opportunity in the world. Can you now? And I I don't throw this out there to to be like the the bucket of cold water. But what happens if Jordan Love is just like a turnover machine? What if he's just he throws inexplicable passes? You know, oh. I've got a lot of optimism. I want to remain on the positive side. I, and this this one is from uh, this is from J- Jesse. Uh, Jesse says, "Hey guys, what if Jordan Love isn't the answer and they mortgage the future on this kid? Then what? Then you get back to the drawing board. You know, I mean, I I I think at this point you just got to go. We're all love all the time. We're in. We're in on Jordan Love. You know." Uh, I know what my feelings were when they drafted him. I know what my feelings are when I watch him play. Uh, but, you know, my thought is, what else you got? It's not like you got a, a Hall of Famer waiting in the wings, you know. It's like, no, this is, this is, this is the, the bed you made. Let's, let's do everything you can to give him every opportunity to be successful. It's kind of like... Now, granted, you know, drafting Jordan Love versus drafting Tua, two different things. But when Tua was drafted, they drafted him as the up-and-comer. And then over the last two years, they have given all the weapons, you know, bringing in Tariq Hill and then going out and, and bolstering that defense and bolstering the secondary this offseason. They have done everything and anything they can to say, look, here is all the reasons to be successful. You know, now nobody could foresee the fact that Tua was going to get the hell beat out of him and that his medical staff was going to allow him to stagger around on a football field and take concussion after concussion after concussion before they finally admitted he had a concussion. And you hope it hasn't affected his his long-term, you know, neurological capabilities. But they gave Tua everything. Said, here, just go go do it now. There's Here's all the reasons you can be successful. So if you fail, it's all on you, short of, you know, like I said, getting concussed. So that's kind of what the Packers are trying to do. You know, they're trying to bolster that defense. They're trying to give him a strong defense to say, look, if we can just get maybe to the top 10, top 7, 
you know, you're going to have a defense that can that can get you stops. If you turn the ball over, don't worry about it. We've got a defense that go out and get it back for you, whether it's through three and outs or a turnover themselves. Let's be able to do this. Let's work this. And then here's some additional young up-and-comers, some guys you get along with, some guys that get along with you that want, that kind of got your back. You know, plus you've got a stout veteran offensive line. You don't ask for a much better situation. Maybe what Aaron Rodgers came into with all the weaponry that he had and the, the weaponry they drafted along the way, but it, it's like here it is. Here it is. Just, just, just you know, take these guys and make something out of it. And then next year in the draft, who knows? You know, maybe you, if you don't have a ton of success this year, you find yourself on the outside looking in when it comes to the postseason. Okay, that's no problem. You know, then you can you go back to the draft. You pick up a couple other players. You know, there's going to be some good wide receivers coming out next year. The wide receiver talent pool is even deeper, uh, according to many already, with the, the the pre-draft analysis for the 2024 NFL draft. They're already saying there's going to be a plethora of wide receivers coming out of this year's uh, this coming year's draft. So maybe you go out and find additional weapons. Who knows? Maybe at some point or another, Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, maybe you get that cat before it's all said and done. I doubt it, but you never know. You know, maybe you end up with a guy like that, and then you get him opposite Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and and all of a sudden you've got a fortified stable of wide re- wide receivers. Maybe your tight ends begin to grow, and you know I'm 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 you know blowing you know rose petals in your you know rear end at this point, but you know who knows, who knows. Um, what if they mortgaged and uh, further? I don't think they've mortgaged anything in Jordan Love. They're not paying him anything. He doesn't no, have a long term contract. No, he doesn't. Um, when you say mortgaged, and and I get what they're saying, is basically this whole saga with do we do we call him by name now? Trying not to use the name, do we just say the former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Do we just go with that? But you basically started in motion all of the drama with the Jordan Love pick. That has been the area of contentiousness. For three years, three four years. So, you 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 ignited all of this with that pick. Basically, I, I get what people are saying, and then ultimately, yet another quarterback leaves Green Bay, goes to New York because they're pissed off. Now, New York just happened to be the landing spot. I don't think necessarily that was the the preeminent thought in the beginning that New York was going to be the destination. But my point being is all of this got started by the pick of Jordan Love. So Jordan Love not only has the pressure to just be a good quarterback in the NFL, but he's got the pressure to be a significant quarterback in the NFL because of the shoes that he's following in. And I understand the maybe mortgaging the future isn't the best terminology for it, but at the time it did throw the monkey wrench in all of this and ignited all of this, you know. Um. 877-867-1670. Jeffrey says if they don't give him an option, if you like what you see after eight games, you extend him. Um, yeah, you, you know, it would be uh, – it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing with that contract. you got to figure that they're going to extend him. You just don't know how they're going to manipulate that roster spot. And you don't have to do it at the moment – but you got to figure there's a couple of guys there that 
you may have the ability to move a little bit of capital around. So if you need, say, another wide receiver, a veteran wide receiver that goes after the June 1st cuts, that you can go out and get a guy or two. And they always you always have to have cash on hand because throughout the season, guys are going to go down and you got to bring guys in, whether they get cut or off of practice squads or what have you. So you always have to have the ability to be flexible throughout the season, especially if this team shows and, and Jordan Love shows signs of promise. Like, you could end up being a postseason team. So you have to have cap flexibility. So, uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Thomas A. Didn't Goody say it's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't played, but we're moving forward with him. Um, it's, yeah, to answer your question, but um, he... What he said was the all the tangibles Jordan Love has, he just hasn't played and won. They believe that he's got all the ability to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. The the one thing he has not done is played consistently and won. He hasn't proved that he can be that winner in the NFL. And there's a big, big difference there. There's a lot of guys that have had great talent, great arm strength. They get it in practice. They've looked really, really good. And then all of a sudden come game time and, you know, good defensive coordinators scheme against them and they get confused. They they are a second late in reaction. I mean, if you have a millisecond of, of late reaction time as a quarterback in the NFL, it is just unbelievably detrimental. That's the reason – you look at guys uh, over you know history, not even Favre included in that. You look at a guy like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana. You start to look at some of the greatest of the great quarterbacks. Yes, they all had physical ability. There's no doubt about that. That's what gets you to the NFL. But what gets you to the level of greatness is that extra second of uh, of um. How do I put it? That extra second of mental deniability where you can either, one, look off a receiver or get it into a window that nobody else can to where you cannot be denied. You can make things happen. Or you are unbelievably smart with the football and knowing when to get rid of it at a particular time. You've got that that sense of pressure. You also have the ability to say, I'm not going to force it into a small window. I'm, I don't have the ability to get it there, or nobody simply is open. So I get rid of the football, and I don't turn it over. I live to fight another day. And those two things, those three things, are huge when it comes to playing quarterback in the National Football League. Because if you don't turn the ball over, if you decide quicker than the average bear, so to speak, if you are able to put the ball into a smaller window, all of those things will make you great. We just don't know what level of any of that Jordan Love has at this point. You hope that he's got at least two out of three, right? But you just wait and see. If he's got three out of three, he's on his way to a Hall of Fame career. But if he's got two out of three, he's going to be above average. I just haven't seen that. You know, when people ask me, like, like you know, uh, Christopher just asked me, he said, what makes you think Jordan Love is not going to be a good quarterback? When I looked at Jordan Love's tape coming out of college – all, you'll look at quarterbacks and you'll see these incredible throws over the top or, you know, a back shoulder pass or over the top where only his receiver can get it leaping up to get the football in a window that only his receiver can adjust to. 
things like that. That's when I look at a quarterback and I say, okay, that's got the that guy's got the ability to put him into the windows, decide to go to. He knows what the receiver that he has, his talent, and he executes his talent. When I saw Jordan Love's tape, it was a lot of guys that were open. He hit him on the run. But, hell, I think Ben Kenny can hit him on the run if they're wide open. There wasn't a whole lot of tight window throws. There wasn't a whole lot of, I'm throwing the ball here because I know you have the ability to get from point A to point B and get under it, and it's in only a spot that you can get it. I didn't see a lot of that. you know. And usually guys will have that in their highlight reel because they want to exploit that to NFL scouts to say, look, not only can I make good passes, but I can get good passes into incredible windows, or I can make decisions in a split second that allows that pass to be accurate. That's what I look for. I didn't see a lot of that. I, you look at a guy like Will Levis, same thing. Didn't see a lot of that. A lot of guys streaking down the field and him dropping the ball in a bucket. That's great. But I want to see the out pattern or a dig route where the guy's starting to play on his foot and the ball's already almost there. And it's on his back shoulder to where only he can get it. It's by the sideline. The defender's been run off the play, and only the receiver can get it. That's what I'm looking to see. And I didn't see a lot of that. Ryan says, love is going to surprise you. I am hopeful. Ryan, I hope he does. I am in the same boat with you. I hope he does. I hope he surprises the hell out of me. I hope that after this season, you and I are sitting here going, wow, what an incredible quarterback and what an incredible find by Goody. Now, first seasons are we all, always aren't easy. So really, it's next year. But I, I, I 100% hope you're right. Knock on wood. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles All 109. They're back from vacation. They're re-energized or rejuvenated. At some point, uh, at Stoley's Hog Alley on the new renovation, they're going to get that patio, that up, upper deck patio open, which I can't wait for. Get a good motorcycle ride out there during the week and a cigar. Just hang out. And uh, But Stoles Old 109, the garage doors are going to be coming up soon. And that place is just awesome. Great music on the weekends out there as well. Love all the TVs, the great live music, an awesome patio at Stoll's Old 109, and great burgers, pizza, wonderful staff. And they're just, all of them, they're just such good people. And uh, they have got incredibly cold beer, by the way, at Stoley's Hog Alley and Lake Country. Both of them are just great places. Tremendous fish fry. Either place you cannot go wrong. Stoley's Hog Alley and Lake Country, uh, right there in Oconomowoc, better known as Summit, or Stoll's Old 109 in Watertown. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you're looking for somebody to help you out, whether it's... Um, with a VA loan, maybe a condo, if you're looking for real estate, maybe a, an investment property, that's our friend Lisa Lee Ortel, 414-617-6798, Milwaukee, Kenosha, Racine, Walworth County, Waukesha County, anywhere in between. That's uh, Lisa. Give her a shout. Uh, again, 414-617-6798, and especially if you are a veteran or a veteran's family, you're, you're looking for a VA loan. Or uh, maybe you're looking to get into or out of a condo, you're upsizing, downsizing, whatever it happens to be, especially this time of year. Get a hold of our friend Lisa Lee Ortel, 414 617 6798. 414 617 6798.
98. Hit her up. Uh, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, Flatsmack says, Favre thought Roger, taught Rodgers everything he knows. You can see it when the, the play, uh, when they play replays of them both. They're identical. Rodgers was always a Favre wannabe. Uh, Flatsmack, Rodgers was by far a better quarterback than Brett Favre. Period. Hands down, end of story. Um, now, what Favre brought to the table was the heart of a lion. Without a doubt. But the better quarterback, uh, if I had to pick him today, uh, hands down, I would pick Aaron Rodgers. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because when his when he was fortified, he, he won a championship. And he got you to five NFC championship games, three of which they had no business being in. But they got there because of him. Not even, not even, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Wouldn't think twice. What Favre gave you was, uh, was always the holy blank moments. Was he, Favre always did something physically that you went, oh my God. But Rodgers did that on the daily with touch passes and he'd flick a ball 50 yards. You know, it just... But the better quarterback, physically, mentally, hands down, hands down, was Aaron Rodgers. By far. Um, Favre, you know, and and Chris says, uh, yeah, but Favre won a championship on his own. No, he didn't. If you believe that, then you don't know football. You do not win that championship. Without you don't win that championship um, without Reggie White, and Rodgers doesn't win it without Charles Woodson. Period. So if you think that that Favre won it on his own and Rodgers needed all this help, you're crazy. Absolute crazy. You they. That team that Favre was on had one of the best, most dominant defenses. It just, when you look at Reggie and Jones and Santana and Leroy, and you just you just start going through that whole list, Gravedigger up front, you you just that defense was unreal. The defense that Rodgers won with had a really good secondary, but they won more because of Charles Woodson and schematics. And I know people hate to hear that because Dom Capers was was the uh, architect of that. But the the guys up front with B.J. Raji and company and the mix of Cullen Jenkins and such – they were good, but they weren't great. They weren't dominant. Where they were dominant was in the secondary with Tremont Williams and Charles Woodson and Sam Shields basically being a backup, you know. And remember, they didn't have much when it came to linebacking. They had Clay Matthews and, and A.J. Hawk playing at his best, and that was kind of it, you know. It just, you know, I Rodgers, he, he was the better quarterback. He was a better quarterback, no doubt. 
Two hours down, two hours yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Coming up with more right after the... 